0: Welcome to the Atomic Podcast, this is Geraldine Parasella. Here next guest is the YouTube sensation, Paul from the show, Heavy Spoilers. Hey
1: everyone, this is Paul from the Heavy Spoilers show, shout out to the Atomic Podcast, it's the bomb!
0: Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices, welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, and here is your host
1: of the show, Efren Guzman.
0: Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices, welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from Genoa City, Wisconsin, where I blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am your host, Efren Guzman. My guest today, he is the man behind Heavy Spoilers. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only Paul. Paul, welcome to the show, and how are you?
1: Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. Thank, thanks for having me on. Yeah, you know you. Just talking about myself, my favorite (laughs) subject in the
0: world. Yes, and your voice brings a touch of class with your accent in jolly old England. How's everything out there?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's raining at the moment, uh, but all in all, it's, it's pretty good.
0: Oh. And then before we even start, like I'm just gonna get right to it. What was the, you know, I always bother you about this. What is the meaning? Because if people have been watching your show for a while on YouTube, you you went by the name Definition. Tell me the story yeah. behind it. Tell me the story behind Definition.
1: So I used to do rap battling and stuff, um, and that was basically what I did, uh, and that was what I was called. And then from there, it kind of just evolved into m- me trying to get. So basically, whenever you start a new YouTube channel, that's something completely different to to what you did. Uh, it's difficult to build an audience, so I just kind of kept that going, and then realized after a while, uh, I should probably just make this actually what the channel's about more than anything.
0: Mm. But you was, you was definition for quite a while, right? It was a couple of episodes, yeah. too. About
1: a year, I think, yeah. Maybe two years. I'm trying to, I feel like I've been heavy spoilers for so long that it's difficult to even remember when the change was. I think it was about maybe the start of 2019. Oh, Um, And I started YouTubing probably seriously about mid-2018. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, okay. So so you really went full blast in 2018. You started doing your channel for Heavy Spoilers? That's when he yeah, really
1: started. Oh. yeah, so the way it started out was um, I used to be a website designer. I'm a massive Batman fan, um, and I started just writing reviews of Batman comics. Uh, and I, I put them on, well, I had a friend who was running a, a website at the time um, called One Day Retro, where it was basically just looking back on classic things and reviewing them. Um, and I started writing lots of Batman reviews for that. But I was I was hitting the guy up probably every hour with a new review. Um, and it got to the point he was just like, oh, we haven't got enough time to keep on top of these. And if we keep posting them, then the entire site's just going to be nothing but Batman reviews. Um, so he started stalling things out. And I just thought, oh, well, I'll just post them on my own website. So when I made my own website, uh, yeah, and that was kind of where where it all started, really. Um, I made that and then sort of posting the comic book reviews and then Batman v Superman, the extended version, came out. Uh, And I thought, oh, well, I'll do a review on that, but I'll do a video review. So I uh, I started, I had a PlayStation 4 at the time and obviously you can do the the headset on and just record over the top of stuff. So I started playing um, Batman Arkham Knight and I just recorded a quick Batman v Superman extended edition review. And there weren't that many out at the time, um, and that got like six thousand views overnight, so I just thought, oh, the, there's like an audience on YouTube that I am not getting on my website. So then it kind of shifted over into more the the movie side of stuff and doing things on YouTube, and the site really took a back a backseat at that point. Yeah.
0: When you real <laughs> yeah, I said so when you realized the number like six thousand views, you was like, oh my god, this is crazy, right? Like you didn't realize.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially at the time as well, because I went from having no views to getting that overnight, which was, yeah, it was pretty wild.
0: Oh, How 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 did you feel about that? Like, just seeing that itself, you're like, oh, shit, this is amazing, right?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a weird, because if I got that now overnight, I'd be like, oh, hey, everything, why is everything failing? But at the time, it just kind of really made it clear where I should be heading with things. Um, and then I started doing reviews on website uh, on on YouTube, and moving away from the website. And then it was just kind of it died very quickly. And then you have got kind of go through the whole process of basically building everything because you don't realise like if something goes viral, um, you, for some reason you think every video is going to do that, and it's not the case at all. Uh, and you just have to basically start from scratch, build it up, and you're going to have your highs and lows. Um, which I had for about the next six months with every video just doing terribly. Um, but I started to improve over time. I think the the main thing with the Batman v Superman one one that I didn't realize at the time was that no one else had really done a review on it. And it was such a hot topic because it was, you know, this is an extended version of a film that wasn't very well received. So a lot of people didn't even bother reviewing it. But um, the fact that I was one of the only reviews out there that just massively helped Um and then i interpreted that the wrong way of being like oh well everyone wants to hear what i say so i should just keep putting reviews out and it wasn't the case and you you kind of come to realize that and you, you get your ego checked a bit um, and then you sort of see you know what you need to do there was this uh, i posted one of my reviews on reddit once i remember um and the guy said something like what you're saying's good but your microphone's terrible your camera's terrible. You need to sort that all out because it's not professional, and a lot of people don't realise that. They think they can just chat into their phone and film stuff, and it, it's all going to be they're going to be elevated to the top. Um, but you really have to put the money into stuff. So I got a new microphone, uh, got a professional one. Decided to do voiceover instead of using the camera just because I couldn't afford one at the time, um, and that's kind of what steered me into the direction that I'm I'm basically doing now. Wow,
0: so it was basically one person that really pointed it out, and he was like, "Holy shit! Like, you know, is is, is he right? Like, he's right. Like, let me get this shit together." Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, and obviously you get like lots of negative comments when you're doing stuff, and um, it can be bad. But it, you can, there's also there will be constructive criticism amongst it, and I think that really helped me out. That comment, I can't remember who it was. Don't know who said it, but yeah, whoever that was, thanks, thanks a lot, mate. <laughs>
0: Man, that's that. Uh, uh, it, it's it's funny how like there's a lot of people out there that will critique. You know, everybody. You know, every everybody has an opinion, or every opinion is like an asshole. Everyone has one, but that yeah. one person that left an opinion like really left a mark, and it also was like baptism under fire for you, where you was like, okay, I'm gonna change this around. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna get equipment. Yeah. I'm focused on this.
1: And I think a lot of people just aren't self aware when they start making content. Um, they don't actually look at other channels and compare themselves. Um, so I would—I mean, I literally was just filming myself on my phone with the selfie camera on um, and thinking that was enough to really take me to the top. And obviously, when you look at the big channels, none of them do that. I mean, there might be the odd one who've been on YouTube since the start, but none of the ones that are, are currently breaking into the market, none of them do that. And um, they're all very... You know we've got really good editing on some of the videos. Um, new rock stars—they've got brilliant editing. They obviously use as high quality sound and video as they can get. Um, and if you're competing with them, you, you are going to have to really step your game up in
0: terms of what equipment you have and the way things are presented. Yeah, and speaking of new rock stars, there's a lot of a lot of review, movie reviewers. You got. Yeah, you know, like you got the new rock stars, you got Emergency Awesome with Charlie, yeah. you know, you got yourself, and then you got like other pundits that you know, like John John Campions of the World, the Robert Meyer Burnett's, there's a lot of people yeah. out there in the world. Um, who was your inspiration? Like like did you have an inspiration for going on YouTube and doing this? Like is there anybody that you watch that Paul watches?
1: Um, so I used to watch it, I used to listen to a podcast called Remember All. Sorry, Remember When, um, with Paris and Jay. Paris does a lot of stuff with Kind of Funny at the moment. um, And that got me really interested in podcasting. I mean, this was decades ago. This was probably about 15 years ago, before there was really a YouTube... I mean, this was when podcasts were first starting out. um, And that kind of got me interested in just talking about movies because there wasn't really... You know, before podcasts and YouTube, there wasn't really, outside of maybe you know, Siskel and Ebert, there wasn't really a place where you could hear long form thoughts on, on films and analysis. Um, and that got me really interested. Um, Mr. Sunday movies was another big one. I used to listen to his his podcast, sorry, his podcast quite a lot. Um, as for YouTubers, I don't know. I didn't really, I kind of came into the space and then learned about them. Um, so so i'd say most of my influences came from podcasting initially now obviously i have been influenced by other channels um new rock stars definitely emergency awesome screen crush there's there's so many that have influenced me um as for who i regularly watch at the moment uh i don't really watch that many movie ones to be honest i tend to watch more gaming ones because i miss out on a lot of games um so kind of funny I, I watch a lot of um the completionist i watch a lot of i'm just looking at my subscription feed now yeah. to see uh, if there's anyone interesting watch a lot of true crime stuff you know there's there's not really um like obviously i do watch my competition from time to time but I, I don't try and the fact that i'm i'm normally out first as well yeah. uh I, I hate dropping something and then going to see someone else do a better version of it. So I just tend to avoid watching their stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's difficult to say exactly where your influences come from, you know what I mean? Because there could be literally, like that comment, that one Reddit comment made a massive difference on my life. Um, but, you know, I'm not that conscious of other things coming in. that I might even watch for, for like a second um, and it could change the way I do things. Um, so it is a bit difficult to kind of pinpoint, but podcasting was probably where the, the itch for it started because I just loved hearing people's thoughts on it. And then you kind of get to your own space where it's like, oh, well, I want to talk about this stuff as well. Um, and I think we all kind of have this drive to to put our voices out there and comment on things, um, which is probably the main driving force behind this all
0: yeah that's true because you know how they say everybody and their grandmother has a podcast now there's pretty much like a podcast for everything pretty much like you know like you said like a serial podcast movie podcast there's pretty much a lot of podcasts out there yeah
1: but this was I mean it was so long ago now that podcasts were such a new thing Um, no one really knew what they were no one was buying the, the equipment to be able to do them you know even if you recorded one it was very much a question of how do I get this online? Like yeah. now you just go to YouTube and click the upload button. But even, you know, back then, like how do I get a podcast on Apple Podcasts, that kind of thing. Um, so people just weren't doing it on a big scale. So there the were really these those channels that stuck out to me. Um, and Yeah, they, they've all kind of, I mean, everyone's kind of had an influence on me, to be honest. There's be, there'll be channels that... You know, are nothing like mine that would still have an influence on me, just the way that certain things are presented. Yeah.
0: Out of curiosity, do you are you a fan of the Critical Drinker?
1: Yeah, um, watch his stuff from time to time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I think he's probably the biggest in the UK, to be honest.
0: Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, he's the one I know of. That's why I'm like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, looking at his subscribers, I think I think he probably is the biggest, to be honest. Um, oh, I mean, it's um, some. Press my play on one of my videos back, get the view count up, Uh, but yeah, critical I mean, I've watched watched everyone to be honest and uh, you you know, there's there is quite a a culture war on at the moment um, between like, anti-SJWs SJWs SJWs left and right um, and there are definitely YouTubers that you could probably slot into one side or the other, uh, but I tend to watch them all to be honest, because I mean there'll be some stuff that I just think I don't agree with this at all And there'll be other things that I'm like, yeah, this is bang on. Uh, And yeah, Critical Drinker, I mean, very, very funny. Uh, He's sort of taken his persona and really made that like, you know what I mean? If another YouTuber, I think think another YouTuber could come out and probably be exactly the same as me and get away with it. Um, But I think if someone came out and was exactly the same as the Critical Drinker, it would just be so obvious. So he's got quite a unique selling point with it. And yeah, the guy's done really well off it. But like I said, I mean, I've watched some of his videos, but I don't tend to watch that many YouTubers, like, uh, in the movie space anyway. I talk to them quite a lot. Um, and if there's a big review that uh, for a movie I'm not watching, I'll, I'll watch that. But I, I tend to watch things that I don't cover, if that makes sense. Because mm, it's okay. like, well, I've just covered. Like, I would never sit and watch a She-Hulk review, you know what I
0: mean? Yeah, uh, I, I just got done one. All right, all right. I gotcha. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, I don't know, but the thing is, like, there's so many hours in a day, and there's like, you know, like, like even, yeah, yeah. like, when I watch She-Hulk, and then, bam, I get an alert, heavy spoilers, like, whoa, that was fast, you know? Or, like, yeah, like how, like, are, are you just, like, on, on like, you watch it, and then you just put it up right away, like, you know, you already, like, yes. downpacked already?
1: So, I watch it as I, I write the script as I'm watching it, record oh. that, and then... Um, I'll send bits and bobs to my editors, and I'll edit some, and we just kind of all piece it together. Um, so it's a very quick turnaround. I think that's probably the the unique selling point of my channel, is you've just watched this thing. Here's a quick review. But, yeah, so it's a bit more in-depth, I'd say, than reviews, so that's kind of what's helped me a lot. Yeah. Um, and, like, the way we present it, at least, uh, I hope people think it looks like it's taken longer than it has. Uh So, yeah, that's kind of our USP.
0: Yeah. And I think what's unique about your reviews is that it's fast, you know, and it's not like, you know, something where it's like 20 minutes, you know, because there's shows that they'll do like 30 to 40 minute dialogue, spoiler discussion is like, you don't want to hear all that. You want something like Mm -hmm. you want the you want the cliff note version of it. Like, okay. Yeah. You know, like the thing is. It's crazy how you point out, like, Easter eggs, like, right away. Like, oh, my God. Like, he's seen that. (laughs) You know, like, oh, I didn't even notice that. You know? So, it's like... Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, no problem. It's like like a cup of water. You drink it, and that's it. You know? You're not, like, having a cup of water with steak and rice on the side. You know? It's just, like, really quick. You
1: know? Yeah, exactly. It's it's more... Because, I mean, my channel really rose up in a time where there weren't that many spoiler reviews. Like, to to talk about spoilers was seen as such a no-no. It was like, whoa, don't spoil it. So all the reviews were very, you know, talking about the cinematography, being like, and there's a big twist at the end with a certain character that you're really going to be shocked by. And it's stuff like that, whereas I wanted to basically provide an outlet where people who've already seen stuff, they don't mind having things spoiled because they've already experienced it, and they want a deeper discussion on it.
0: Yeah,
1: You know what I mean? Like... I would never, if I've already seen something, I'd, I'd never go and watch a non-spoiler review.
0: Yeah. So I
1: kind of saw a gap in the market there for it almost, where it's um, more sort of an in-depth breakdown and discussion of the play-by-play in an episode, rather than just being like, it's four out of five, but I can't really say why.
0: Yeah. And what I And what I noticed too, is like the society... A lot of people like spoilers, even if they haven't seen the movie yet or haven't seen the show. They want to know what's going to happen. It's just, it's just like knowing that the information is there, and yeah, they like you know, there's like for example, like Halloween. There's a (laughs) there's a plethora of spoilers out there and Reddit, and people already putting YouTube shows of like what they read on Reddit and the spoilers out there. People read about it, you know, they complain about it, but they're still going to see the movie regardless. Like to me, like. I think the society has changed where we want to know the information and we want to see how the information comes out. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, definitely there'll be people popping up. Like, even today with She-Hulk,
1: I've got people who are like, I can't be bothered watching this show. I'm just watching your breakdown to see if it's good, and I want to know what's happening. Because they want to stay up to date with the the MCU. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so... (laughs) I will ruin this for myself because I don't care. That's very much the side of it. And there's people, obviously, there's people who just can't wait. They have no patience. No Way Home was a good example of that where everyone just wanted it spoiled.
0: Yeah. yeah. And
1: because we were getting so little from Sony, people just actively sought out spoilers for it.
0: Yeah. And I think I think that was like the hardest one, like, for spoilers out there, right? Was, was Spider-Man No Way Home yeah. the hardest one to find out information on? Yeah. Oh. I know, like, John John Campy had put a picture there, and he said it wasn't legit, but it was legit. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, he got in so much trouble for that. I think he's just got in trouble as well for the Andor embargo. Yeah. Um, but, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know there's I know there's there's <laughs> there's a lot of channels, a lot of channels. Like, you know, and it, it it's crazy because you differentiate yourself from the rest of them because like you're sh- pretty much straight up short and right to the point, you know, and you do get a lot of views. So like um how do you attribute your success, how do you do, how do you contribute change to your channel, like, like the little things, like changing your name from definition to actual Paul, like, how do you contribute the changes you've made in your channel? It's
1: just more about being analytical of what's working and what isn't, um, you get comments that they'll give you a clear indication, um, and I don't know, you can just watch and listen back to your own stuff and kind of figure out what, you know, what you've done, wrong or what needs changing what needs changing or tightening up um intros are a big thing i used to do really long intros and then i realized people don't care that much um and just yeah you just kind of it's about analyzing your own stuff um and just seeing seeing what can be tightened up and what can be improved what can be edited down
0: yeah and um now, Paul, um, is this your full time? This is like you're totally dedicated to this. Like, is this? Your yeah, full-time?
1: so I've been doing this full time since November two thousand nineteen, I think, and then the pandemic hit. Yeah, and then um, we're kind of just starting to come out of it now. So it's yeah. It's been, but it's it's been a it's been a very intensive job. Um, but yeah, I've been doing it full time for about three years, nearly now. Yeah.
0: And congratulations on that. It's amazing because not everybody yeah, could say, it. yeah. Because before people do it as a hobby, this is not a hobby for you now. This is like your career, basically. So
1: Yeah, well, I think it was not, I mean, it started out as a hobby, but I realized very quickly that this could turn into something, you know, very good. Um, And so I just worked at it as much as I could. And it turned, I mean, I, I treated it like it was a career pretty early on because that's what I wanted it to be um but i have been lucky with it i mean uh, you know the, the, there'll be so many people trying to get into this now and it, it is very difficult to break through but once you do it uh it's uh it's worth it yeah it's worth all the hard work yeah
0: is there a particular genre that you don't like but you have to cover it anyway
1: not really, no. Um, I mean, I haven't really been enjoying She-Hulk that much. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm still covering that Rings of Power as well. I've been very hit and miss on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it's just the, the the amount of time it takes to make one of those videos. That's what makes it difficult. Because I mean, a Rings of Power, I get obviously I get Rings of Power early, um, and it can, I mean it can take two days to make that video um, and get it ready so yeah that's that's often if if you're not enjoying the show that can be quite a slog but i mean you know i'm getting to talk about movies at the end of the day and tv shows and it's not exactly you know i'm not i don't have to leave my house or anything i'm very lucky with my job to be able to do something i love so i I don't get that down about it when it's you know if it's a tv show don't have like i'm not enjoying that much
0: yeah and like basically, you know, like you're set up in your house. Like it's like, is this like in a separate room, like from where you're at? Like yeah.
1: your basement? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So just one of the the bedrooms in our house turned into an office, really.
0: Yeah. And you're you're pretty much dedicated a lot of time in there, right? Getting stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, this morning I got up about uh, six a.m. to get stuff ready for She-Hulk, and I'm probably going to work till five tonight. Oh, wow. Just power through as much as I can.
0: Wow. Um, Is there a lot of information out there that you're holding on to that you haven't put out yet? I'm sure there is, right? How do you mean? (laughs) Well, like, with, um, like, because there's... Leaks. Yeah, leaks, yes, yes. Like, with, like, Halloween now.
1: No, um, I think ever since No Way Home Studios have been kind of conscious of stuff getting out there. So, there has been a massive lockdown on leaks recently. Um, Especially the start of this year. I know there was some stuff with Disney where it was people basically got told don't leak stuff if you want to stay in the good graces of the company. Um, so it's kind of people have started really avoiding doing them. But I hear things from time to time. But there's, I don't have I mean, in the pandemic, I knew so much about pretty much everything. Um, whereas now I try and keep, you know, try and keep away from it because it, it can get you in so much trouble as well. So I just try and keep away from it as much as possible.
0: Oh, okay. I gotcha. So you don't want to just be put under the microscope like, oh, you got to watch it with this guy, you know, like basically you just try to keep lay low.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you, you kind of have to build, uh, people call you shills and stuff if you work with a studio, but it's, you kind of have to, if you want to review stuff and consistently, you know, get early access to things, you do have to keep a good relationship with the studio. I don't... Like as much as people think, oh, if you, you only give positive reviews because the studio give you early access to stuff. Like if you watch my channel, there's been so many things I've had had early access to that I've said are absolutely terrible. Um, and even She-Hulk today, I mean, I've I got early access to that and I've given it a bad review pretty much every episode. Um, so I don't think studios actually mind that much about reviews. It's more just leaking confidential information more than anything. Um. So if you are doing that, it tends to have to come from a secondary source. Like, Daniel RPK is a a person who gets a lot of information on stuff, and if he puts out a report, like, he knew the the intelligentsia were going to be in this episode of She-Hulk. So I talked about that last week. Uh, But I did it in a leak part of the video, so it had its own section. Um, And I also said, like, you know, we don't know if this is true. So I think studios are okay with that stuff, but there can be a point where you cross the line um and yeah i mean everyone knows themselves when when they'll be crossing it uh but yeah it's it's just easier to kind of play ball um if you want to get get access to stuff yeah just not spoil things really
0: basically yeah you got to be you got to keep it cool with everybody else you know and just yeah. put it out there yeah i get it um what is um i, I know you're in england when I'm in every, you know everybody how is it out there with the queen and everything for the passing how how is the atmosphere like out there
1: yeah fine to be honest i mean it's probably blown up i mean i live in the north of england so it's not the dominating thing up here um but it probably looks to the rest of the world like that's all everyone's focusing on but
0: it does <laughs> it does
1: yeah i'm not i've not really seen anything like, i don't really watch that much tv either unless it's for a, a video so uh yeah i'm not really been paying attention to the news or anything okay
0: what is paul what is what kind of shows you watch like besides like the marvel stuff and all that is there any particular shows you watch that you don't cover yeah
1: um i like, quite like hbo i tend to watch a lot of um Amazon stuff I do, Netflix, like that, that new Dharma show. I started watching that last night. Um, stuff like that I'll watch, but yeah, just the, my channel's so based around like nerdy stuff that that's does tend to be my main focus at the moment. But um, yeah, I mean, I've got a wife, so whatever she wants to watch on telly as well. Loads of reality TV stuff. Married at first sight. Watch. I watch all that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That Dharma show. Yeah. yeah I just watch whatever, really.
0: Um. I've been watching. Um. I watch. I have Discovery Plus, so I'll watch Ninety Day Fiance UK and Ninety Day Fiance. <laughs> Do you watch that?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I need to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> but Discovery Plus is like, it's such a hotbed of the kind of stuff I'd watch.
0: <laughs> yeah. Pretty it's much.
1: Reality trash. Yeah
0: especially with the Warner Discovery merger eventually i guess it'll just be one app but i think that's yeah. the best of both worlds cuz discovery you have all the reality shows the ghost reality shows the the fiance uh, the k1 visas fiance shows yeah. and
1: then you all know. dating stuff all marriage stuff love it
0: yeah <laughs> it's 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 guilty pleasure it's guilty pleasure
1: <laughs> yeah
0: are you a fan of like the law and order franchises in the states
1: I haven't.
0: No, I haven't seen any of those. Oh wow! Oh man! Okay. Naked. Yeah, it's it's very addicting. It's very thing. They also had a, a Law and Order UK, but I think that's cancelled. I'm not sure if they have
1: that more. Anyway. Yeah, I haven't seen anything on it.
0: Oh okay. Um, is are are you a fan of cartoons?
1: Uh, more older stuff. So like the Batman animated series stuff. Oh. I'll watch that.
0: Oh yeah, that's classic. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I've got, I mean, I've got all the DC animated movies, Um I don't really tend to watch all that much. Yeah. I watch the odd anime show, um, but not, yeah, I'm not like, I probably will, I mean, I've got kids now, so I think once they start watching stuff, I'll probably start checking it out a lot more.
0: Yeah, and congratulations, by the way. And yeah, um thank you. And how did you feel, man? Like, you know, that's like the random question for people who don't have kids out there. So how did you feel? Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, no, it, was, it was a completely life-changing
1: moment, to be honest. Uh, like, it's so difficult to describe it unless you're going through it. But when you're in the hospital and they come out, it's like... Because my wife had twins, so I got two at once. But oh, yeah. when they came out, it was, yeah, you just feel like... On another level, really, it's really difficult to describe. It's like a very euphoric feeling. Wow.
0: Wow. And, you know, you didn't get one. You get, you got two. <laughs> yeah. Was that a so big... It was very stressful early on because um, I basically had to be there for
1: everything just to help my wife out. Um, and it, obviously, the, being self-employed as well, And the, the next stress was like, oh, crap. How am I going to get... Because like, I support my wife as well. Yeah. It was very much how are we going to bring the money in. Um, but I've hired I hired two editors. They've been brilliant. Um, we've got Jared, who's come onto the channel now doing hosting. So it is slowly starting to balance out a bit more. Uh, but it ha- it has been very full on for this last seven months. Yeah, yeah, Just, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. I noticed that Jared gets a lot of mixed reviews, but he's awesome, man. He's really cool.
1: Yeah, I mean it happens with everyone, like. I speak to a lot of YouTubers behind the scenes. Um, I'm really good friends with Philip Molina, who is this? He runs New Rock Stars, um, and I mean, he was saying, like, he used to be the host, and then they changed to Eric Voss. And he was saying everyone at the time was giving Eric loads of shit and saying, "Oh, hey, Eric, where's Philip? Where's the other guy?" And now New Rock Stars bringing in new hosts, and Eric's kind of the established one. Um, And it's just, uh, obviously people, you know, they're going to have, whenever there's a change to something someone likes, it's normally going to be viewed as a negative. Um, Like even on simple things like whenever Facebook, you know, changes up the the news feed or the layout of the website, everyone's like, oh, this is rubbish, go back to the way it was. Um, And you get used to it after a while. And I think, I mean, Jared's really good. Um, Some of the stuff he sends me is like next level. Uh, and I think it's just teething prob- well the audience is just kind of like who's this guy we want the guy that we've, uh, we've followed for years so it's gonna be difficult but uh, I know he can do the job yeah it's I think hard. it'll just take time
0: yeah it's hard no one likes change you know when they change the iPhones they change the Samsung phones you know no one likes change but you adapt to it you get used to it
1: yeah and you'd be surprised at how, how quickly people come around to it like I mean, the amount of subscribers I go through, I've got a million subscribers now, and if you look at the views on the videos, they're not a million every video, Um, so everyone's not watching these, and there will come to a point where all the people who've subscribed to me have kind of gone on to other things, and, uh, like, they're watching other things, you know what I mean? Like, I'm subscribed to so many channels that I don't watch anymore. Yeah. Um... But I just keep them subscribed because I'm a nice guy. Uh, and there'll be people who do that with me. And it'll get to a point where a new wave of subscribers come in. And they'll just think that Jared's always been there. It'll be like, It'll And then when we change Jared, when we kill Jared and get rid of him. I'll be, oh, bring back Jared, he was the best. Who's this Paul guy? I hate him.
0: <laughs> That's true. Um, is there anything you're looking for for the end of the year? Any films out there that... Has has got you has, has got you tickled into fancy any particular movies that are coming out
1: yeah i think avatar 2 looks very interesting because obviously it's the sequel to the biggest movie of all time yeah. um it's james cameron who consistently throughout his career has been everyone says he makes the most expensive movies uh and the, in the lead up of them they all say oh he will never make back its money and this has been with Terminator 2, um, True Lies, Titanic, uh, Avatar, uh, and he always knocks it out of the park. So I am kind of very curious to see that. I think that'll be a good one.
0: Mm, okay, yeah, that's, a, that's a good. I totally forgot about that. That's right. Um, Anything else? Um, No, not really towards the end of the year. I mean, Black Adam's
1: going to be... I don't know. <laughs> Black Adam's a weird one because it just looks so by the numbers. Yeah. Uh, but it's very much like... I think it's the only movie outside of the Batman that DC are releasing this year. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how that turns out and if it, if it's well-received or not.
0: Yeah. I still don't get that anti-hero thing. Like, I just don't... I, I don't like how they're changing around, but I don't know. Like. Yeah. You know, DC has their own way of their doing things, so I don't even know how that's going to work out. Yeah. But It's The Rock, so he sells anything. Who knows, yeah. <laughs>
1: D- who knows what DC are doing?
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, um, how do you like the slate of Marvel? And are you looking forward to, like to the whole slate of like everything is pretty much lined up till next year? Yeah, I
1: mean, I've had very mixed feelings on Phase Four, uh, but Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty and Ant-Man Quantum Mania, I'm really looking forward to the whole stuff with Kang. I'm really, really looking forward to. I think he's a great villain. I'm just hoping they pull it off yeah
0: you you think it's going to be Thanos level type villain with Kang with all the stuff coming in? maybe yeah I mean I read a Kang
1: comic the other day that was really good and I could see the potential in that thinking if this guy can just travel through time um basically making alternate timelines where he's a conqueror and stuff like that it's going to be very very interesting
0: yeah it's going to be good and um Paul what's next for you what is next
1: Rings of Power tomorrow.
0: Rings of Power tomorrow? Yeah,
1: just Yeah, and then House of the Dragon on Sunday. Right. And that's it. That's all I plan ahead.
0: <laughs> but the thing is, it's like I know you press. You probably will love it when shows get on hiatus, because it gives you a break for a little bit, until the next show comes aboard, and then you got to watch yeah, that show, right? it's
1: like a weird panic in between it when you've used Drop, and you're like, oh no, the channel's dead. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a weird one
0: yeah like I remember Busy, to be honest yeah like I remember back in you know before all these shows now that you only had a certain amount of shows that you watch they'll take the yeah. summer off and then they'll come back in the fall, but now nowadays yeah. there's shows that they're showing the summer they're they're films like all year round, yeah. just about you know
1: yeah, which is how it should be I mean there's no reason to to not put stuff out everyone you know people don't stop watching t v it's such a big part of our lives now, t. v. that people just watch it at any point, really.
0: Yeah, I think especially after like coronavirus too, because we couldn't go out, so yeah. we had to watch TV no definitely. no, definitely, yeah. Because I think at that time too, they were giving a lot of shows stopped. they were still giving wrestling. wrestling was wrestling and sports, they were doing it without audiences, so there was there was still going on.
1: Yeah no, definitely. Uh, and I think they've kind of realized that now I mean movies only really re- used to release in the summer as well Like you have your big blockbusters And then they realize that you could release them in winter And make the same amount of money I think TV sort of become the same thing Where there's not really a reason to Like streaming has massively changed things up Yeah um, and every, I mean you can watch a TV show at any point now With that Yeah that's true
0: um paul and my final question for you paul is what would the paul of today tell the paul of yesterday
1: get some sleep tonight yeah (laughs) get some sleep don't don't build your hopes of that daredevil's gonna be in She hulk tomorrow
0: oh my god yes oh my god that's yeah i i was so yeah yeah i was so disappointed with that yeah (laughs) um next week next week hope (laughs) <laughs> Paul um, promote your social media promote um, all your stuff you got going on
1: yeah just YouTube heavy spoilers Twitter heavy spoilers Yeah, that's it uh,
0: really, is, um, those are my two
1: things don't yeah. contact me any other way don't don't
0: so, Yeah, you don't have Facebook or nothing like that Don't no want it's just um, I do
1: but yeah it's just it's more for private, family
0: uh, yeah gotcha stuff. you
1: do you, you have to kind of have your outlets that are Breaks from this stuff as well. No, totally. Cause, I mean I've had everyone on Facebook. They would just be constantly messaging me, going, "Why haven't you covered this show?" It's like they've <laughs> just been five hours covering Rings of Power.
0: Yeah, especially people from the states, where the hours are different. And you're like, "Oh boy," yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah,
1: so it's nice just having like a corner of the internet that's just close friends.
0: Yeah. Um, Paul, you've been um, I've been trying to get you on for a while, but thank you for coming on. Um, big yeah, fan sorry
1: of Yeah, missing last week as well.
0: No, no, not a problem, man. Big fan of yours. Um, I subscribe to your show. Look forward to all your information. And um, thank you for coming on the Atomic Podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on.
0: And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.